Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio information and entertainment. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Just go to www.audiblepodcast.com slash one piece for your 14-day free trial and free audiobook. Up next on the Interview Junior Saga is an interview with voice actor Micah Solusad. Uh, let's see, if any other announcements? Nah, not really, screw that. I'll just go ahead and throw you guys into the interview. There's no reason for me to hold off anymore. I guess the only other thing to remember is that there's going to be another episode this Sunday, so look forward to that, where we'll go over the manga chapter, anime, all that good stuff that you're used to. Uh, so without further ado, here's the interview. So we are from the One Piece podcast. I guess you heard of us. Or yeah. like two, we're two of like the main four. Yeah. You guys aren't here. And we also right did now. the Anime Fans Give Back to yes, Japan. Yes, I remember that, definitely. So first of all, thank you for joining us Not on a problem. that. That was, that was you so see, the, It's not because that was so long ago, but that was 24 hours. I, I, I'm starting <laughs> to forget who was on it. I'm pretty sure everyone was on it at some point in time. But like, yeah. Yeah. I think that Sunday, that Sunday, just as soon as it hit like 10 a.m. that Sunday morning, I was a zombie. I was, yeah, I, I remember that. Monitoring the chat. And you got I went back <laughs> on. I was like, oh my god, these guys sound like they're dying. Oh, someone get them to sleep. Like, no, I will not have this voice actor say this. Well, <laughs> well we were actually going to uh, sleep for a little bit, but there was an internet problem. Mm. And so, because like someone else was going to take over for a bit, so I had to yeah. tend to that. Uh so I got the it's a good thing that happened like at 5 a.m. <laughs> that happened earlier than that. You were conked out for a little bit. Yeah, but I don't think I went to bed till like 5 or 6. I didn't even sleep anymore. I don't know. I, don't know. That's I wanted to like have someone call your mothers and have them call you and be like, what are you doing up? Go to sleep right now. Yeah. You call my parents and be like, he's doing what? Well, one of the thing <laughs> is like the, the way we were able to do it was I went to, we went to Long Island where my parents house mm -hmm. and because they had like this whole nice basement where i could just like hook up to the internet and we don't have to worry about like apartment stuff or anything yeah. so they were there they were getting us food and everything we, nice. the, we felt this stereo the stereotype of anime fans were down in a <laughs> <In> basement <laughs> <laughs> yeah on the computer no it was <laughs> everyone uh, has dreams yeah <laughs> Alrighty, so i guess the first question would be what inspired you to animate to voice act um, just acting in general. Acting in general, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I watched stuff on Toonami, and I was thinking, hey, this is really awesome, and I guess I would like to do it. It wasn't like a main dream, though, because I figured it's not exactly realistic, and you know, I doubt it's going to pay my bills. I doubt I'll be like, you know, oh, I'm getting work every single day, and then, you know, randomly I get an email from Texas, and I'm like, oh, okay. I'll think about it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. How that come all about uh, getting work with Funimation in Texas? If I, you don't want to reveal your I don't trade actually understand okay. how it worked. Is it? I sent in a demo, not yeah. expecting anything, because at the time I was living in Hawaii, so I figured, what are the chances? You know, mm -hmm. sent it out. I'm an anime fan. They're probably just gonna be like, LOL, another <laughs> one of those. Uh, and then I get an email back from one of the directors, and I'm thinking, okay, this is a, this has to be some sort of sick joke, you know, <laughs> trying to get my hopes up. But uh, no, it, it it was real. Um, 
I couldn't get any work because I was in Hawaii, but they said if I was ever in the area, uh, call them and we can arrange some, some sessions. And so I went up for about a week and did some bit parts and everything. And I thought, you know, as an anime fan, if I got to be a part of one show, that's good. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm done, you know. Yeah. I was going to call it quits there, but the director was like, um, so when are you coming back? And I thought, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> oh, you're serious. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so I went back. And then I got a call from Funimation again saying, hey, there's another director who wants to work with you. I'm like, I'm kind of out of town. When will you be back? Uh, I don't know. Should I tell him you can't make it? Yeah. I doubt you can wait a couple of months for me to go up there again. No. Okay, yeah, sorry. I don't think so. And uh, I thought about it some more and talked it over with my parents and thought, you know, I'm in college. And I don't know what I want to do with my life. This seems like a good opportunity to just go for it. And if right. it doesn't work out, I'll just move back. Uh, and I went up there after, you know, talking it over and stuff and making sure that I wasn't going to, you know, die in Texas because Hawaii is very small. Don't know if you know this. <laughs> and my island was very, very small. Uh, so moving to, you know, big old Texas was kind of a culture shock. But I went up there and... For some reason, they've been calling me back. I don't know why they haven't locked me out yet. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. I guess luck is the key. Everyone I've run into said, that doesn't happen. That really doesn't happen no, yeah. to anybody. It yeah. really doesn't. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, wow. There you go. What was the what was the first show you got cast in? It? Uh, I was in a show called The Tower of Druaga. Um, and I played a, one, of, one of the Druaga Three Knights... He was actually the fourth one, mm -hmm. just for good measure. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then I was later, like, on the same day, cast as the young version of this king. And that was really awesome. I had, like, a whole three-minute segment of a flashback, and I should not hit the table. <laughs> yeah. So how did uh, Soul Eater come about? <sighs> Randomly. I thought they had actually finished Soul Eater by the time I got up there, so I didn't even think about auditioning for it. And then uh, about... Four months in, uh, I get an audition for Soul Eater, and I'm thinking, oh, crud, this is big. This is a very important show. Uh, why are they calling me in? I'm very new. So I went in think, thinking, you know, no expectations. I'm, this is the, the, the closest chance I'll ever get to being in Soul Eater, so I might as well just enjoy it. Went in, did the audition, didn't think anything of it. Uh, and then I was working with that same director on a live action show doing bit parts you know, Soldier A getting killed by, you know, getting his head cut off. And I thought, ah, oh, this is cool. Still voice acting, still getting called in. Awesome. Come out, he's like, all right, cool, we'll see you next week. And I thought, okay, yay. <laughs> for what? Uh, Soul Eater. Cool, I get to do bit parts for Soul Eater. This is awesome. You're playing Soul. <sighs> and then my brain kind of just shut off for a second. I had to think, oh, no. No, no, I think you made a mistake. And he's like, no, you're playing Soul. And, you know, now that I think about it, an actor telling a director you made a mistake is kind of a bad idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, hey, I was new. Um, yeah, and so I went in to record Soul Eater the next week. Like, it was nothing, apparently. To me, it was something. But I had to be all calm and everything. And it was weird having all the other voice actors coming up to me and saying, hey, I heard you're playing Soul. And, you know, I have to be all... 
professional, casual. And you're like, oh, thank you very much. But inside, I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I just got complimented. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that, and it still happens. Uh. And then within, I think within that year, you were invited to go to New York for yeah for the con. premiere. I got lost in New York, which is fantastic. <laughs> uh, they just dropped us off, and uh, I woke up the next morning. And I'm like, oh. Gosh, I'm in New York, and I don't know how to get to the convention center, and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, Jeremy was there mm -hmm. in the hotel too, so she's like, "Uh, yeah, I I don't know what to do either. Want to get lost?" I'm like, "Okay, cool." We went there. Uh, we almost visited what looked like to be a jail. So we were like, "I don't think we're in the right place." Uh, oh, great! The voice actor for Soul and Patty are going to be missing from the panel, and you know they're going to be in jail. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. It sounds like you were just in the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea where I was, but I, we managed to find the place and get there on time, which is, it was scary, man. No. Oh, yeah. Like, I did. I knew Soul Eater was big. I didn't know it was that big. And for people to be, who had no idea who I was, getting my autograph, I'm like, you don't even know who I am, man. <laughs> then, but I, a, lot, a lot of people thought I was a director. And they thought that Zach, the director, was... The guy playing Soul, so that was a lot of fun. <laughs> no, you want to switch seats? Maybe they'll stop confusing us. Maybe you know. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Uh, I remember going to that. That was huge, especially everybody that showed up. Yeah, they, I heard they had to like cut lines and stuff because they were going around like twice and becoming a fire hazard. And yeah, we were there signing autographs for much longer than we were supposed to. Yeah, it was going around like the whole. Yeah, I remember seeing a video of a, you know someone from Funimation just walking through the line and seeing everyone waiting. I'm like, ah, wow, that's insane. But it was really cool being like the headlining act and seeing like Soul Eater on the front page of the, the pamphlet and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> if I were here, I'd be so excited, but I'm also in it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So was that your most insane or memorable con moment, or um, was there? The it's one that I, I definitely hold closer to my heart because it was like, it was so big and sparkly and everything. Um, but each con is is different; it has its own flair and flavor. Um, and of course, there are those that you just kind of want to forget. <laughs> but thankfully, those are few and far in between so far. But yeah. Do you have any uh, funny bat? Uh, behind-the-scenes stories of just maybe lines people left for you while you were recording? Uh, yeah. Um, a lot of them happened on a show I was working called, uh, working on called uh, Birdie the Mighty Decode. Mm -hmm. um, Tatum left one for me, but I didn't realize it wasn't in the script. <laughs> and I was wondering why it sounded so pervy. <laughs> and he was playing a very uh, flamboyant character. And there's a scene where he comes to the school where my character is with a lunchbox that has like a huge heart in the center, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, you left your, you know, your underwear for your thing. And he goes over and like pretends to kiss my character, but he's whispering to uh, Birdie and they're sharing the same body. And, but instead of saying the line, he said something like, if you tell anyone uh, <laughs> what we did last night, I swear I'll kill you. And I was like, <laughs> Maybe they were talking about a mission. So they played it for me like three times, and the director and the engineer are just watching my reaction. And each time, it's kind of just like, 
and this dull disappointment. And then they do it again. Uh, all right, let's get one more take. One more take. I'm like, okay. And so I do the line, and like nothing's wrong. And they're just like, um, um, all right, we're gonna play this back. And so when they played it back, I finally caught on. I'm like, oh my god, that's not in the script. That's oh, oh. Okay, I get it. That's, thank you, Tatum. Yeah. And then uh, on my last day of recording, we left a bomb for Lucy, which I don't know if it was a good idea because she was pregnant at the time. So, you know, if you make her laugh, I was afraid that you know, something <laughs> might happen. But we left one anyway. Um, it wasn't my idea, so if I get in trouble, it's Chris Kaysen. <laughs> Um Yeah, and we left the bomb. Her character gets up and it makes a farting sound, like, you know, the seats that in the diners, they always make those uncomfortable sounds. Right. So, Kaysen said, hey, uh, let's, put a, let's put a bomb there. I want you to say, how about them beans? In the most awful accent you can think of. So I went all pubescent and went, how about them beans? <laughs> um, on my last day of recording, I came in, I opened the door, and that was playing along with an acapella track of boom, 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 because our engineer is really good at doing acapella music, and uh, they created a ringtone with me going, how about them beans? Doom, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it was, and I have that as my ringtone for Funimation currently, uh, which is terrible. I'm glad they text more, but every time it goes off, I'm like, oh, I have work. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was quite fun working on that show and getting free ringtones, apparently. <laughs> Now, had, has anyone, uh, have any of the other voice actors at Funimation, have any of them been, like, a mentor to you at all, trying um, to help you, besides, like, the ADR directors, of course? Yeah, I mean, they're open to the questions I ask and stuff like that. Um, I can't really pinpoint any in particular, because all of them, somehow or another, I mean, not really all of them, but the ones I meet at cons or whatever, I ask questions about how do you do this, or what, what's your take on this? But mostly it's the directors I ask, because mm -hmm. they, they know what they want, so I can provide some sort of resemblance of what they want. Kind of, not really, but hey, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, not really. Now, since you, you are an anime fan, you grew up watching Toonami, all that stuff. Yes. Were there what uh, voice actors that you were hearing on the shows, like on Toonami, who, who were your inspirations? Um, I used to watch a lot of Veronica Kenshin, so Richard Hayworth, definitely. I, I, pull, I find that I still pull a lot of my lines kind of like that. I mean, just without thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a, a scene in Birdie where uh, his best, my, my character's best friend thinks he's like insulting her and so she comes up to my character and starts choking him and I instantly went to the <laughs> and I thought oh my gosh I'm doing that well, and we kept it so that's kind of like one of my secret happy moments of like I got to use it oh my god <laughs> yeah I'm such a geek it's terrible but yeah mostly Kenshin because mm -hmm. I watched that a lot a lot a lot um, and I don't have the voice type of like you know Spike or any of the cool characters, so I was mm -hmm. just like, eh, that's closer to my range. But yeah, definitely that.
Back. You go. Me? <laughs> Fire back anyway. <laughs> I, I guess, like, like, what roles have you gotten that, like, I mean, you talked about, like, the soul, like, where you were surprised. Has mm -hmm. there any, been any other roles where it's like, really? <laughs> All of them. Uh, I think one of the scariest ones, actually, one happened recently. I got cast in a show, like, three days ago, and I was scheduled for an hour. So I auditioned, and they said, hey, we need you to come in for an hour. And I'm thinking, it's a bit part. Fantastic. Um, I go in, and uh, the, the same director of Soul Leader uh, is like, so, um... You ready for today? I'm thinking, yeah. What are we going to do? He just looks at me like, okay, you weren't told what you're doing. Okay. So he kind of just draws it out. You know? Okay, so this is a show and everything. And I'm wondering, okay, I'm here for an hour. Why? I'm glad there's, you know, there are two seasons and a spinoff series and OVAs and all this stuff. Why? I mean, thank you for telling me, but... I'm not going to be here for very long, you know? And then finally after that, he said, you're playing this character. And I'm thinking, who's that? That's the main character. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was not... I was pretty sure I was not going to be that guy. Yeah, so we just wanted to make sure, you know, you understood before we started recording and booked you for a whole bunch of hours. Oh. Yeah, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Want to give it a try? Not yet. <laughs> You'll be fine. Okay. Um, but the scariest one was when I got cast in Tsubasa. Uh, I played the vampire twins. And for I was thinking, that's so cool. I get to play, you know, one of them. And the director's like, uh, you're playing both. What? <laughs> Why? Uh, well, we figured, you know, since they're related, they can sound similar. I mean, in the original Japanese, it's two different people, but you can do it. I'm like, you have too much faith in me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was terrifying, talking to myself. Yeah. And then <laughs> their reunion scene where they're like, I, I was so worried about you. I was worried about me, too. I mean, you, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's flattering, though. That it, yeah. yeah. A lot of these directors are stowing on all this trust. Yeah. Well, personally, I think it's like, yeah, you think too much of me. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's an honor to just be included in some stuff because uh, I get to, even though they're small parts, I get to brag about, you know, being in things like the Trigun movie mm -hmm. and thinking, oh, my God, you know, that was on Toonami, and I get to be a part of something so cool. And you mean, you're not going to know who I played, but my name's in the credits, and I know I was there. <laughs> That's all that counts. But, yeah, uh, the, the anime fan of me kind of keeps score of how many awesome points I get, um, which is kind of lame when I say it out loud. It sounds better in my head, but, you know, that's just how it goes. How is it explaining to family and friends who may not really know what anime is what you do? I don't. <laughs> Because <laughs> if they don't understand it, it's just like, I just do voices for Japanese cartoons. Simple as that. Do you ever um, try showing them any? No, my parents do, though. Uh, in fact, my parents got my grandparents into Birdie. Uh, they tried to send them Soul Eater, and they didn't get it at all. They were like, I, we didn't understand, but Birdie, that was so awesome! Like, it's so weird getting calls from your grandparents saying, we watched Birdie, it was so cool! I'm thinking, that's 
that's actually kind of cool because you're the last person I thought <laughs> you'd watch that. Um, yeah, it's weird getting getting responses from family members and friends. I mean, it's cool, but at the same time, like one of my best friends, he's not really into that much anime. He was into it when it was on Toonami, but hasn't really gone past that. Right. And uh, he sent me a huge text saying, "Dude." Birdie was just awesome. Like, why were you watching Birdie? <laughs> I borrowed it from your parents. Of course, my parents. <laughs> <laughs> They're proud of what I do, so they, they share it with everyone, which is awesome. But yeah, it's, it's so cool that they can enjoy the things that I, I've done. Even some of my friends bought Soul Eater, and they, they play it. Like, I went back home, and they played the first episode while I was there. And they're like, let's watch this. I'm like, let's not. <laughs> How's it like watching yourself, Micah? I'm like, I hate you. It makes me want to punch you in the face. But hey, um, but it's cool that they actually support what I do and don't just treat me like I'm an idiot or, well, they still do that. But <laughs> but like I'm some sort of diva. So yeah, odd. Now, what do you find yourself doing that's very Texan culture now that you moved there? Like, have you adjusted to the culture at well? No. You still find yourself pretty lost. Well, let's put it this way. I lived in Hawaii for 18 years. Yeah. I lived in Texas for almost three. I'm not going to get adjusted to that quite yet. Uh, I, I kind of set rules and boundaries for myself, so I don't sometimes mm -hmm. uh, forbid using the Y word with Y and then all. You know, it's, it's a terrible, terrible gotcha. word to mm -hmm. use. Um, but apparently the accent has been slipping into my my normal speaking. Uh, we were recording the other day, and apparently I kept saying I instead of I, and I didn't catch it. And so that made me very angry. Like, <laughs> oh my god, what's wrong with me? Oh, i got to be more careful. But I guess better English has been creeping into my, well, more appropriate. I don't know about better, because <laughs> it is Texas, so... There's a lot of, I'm a, I'm fixing to do something. Like, what's that even mean? You're fixing to? Okay, <laughs> I'll just pretend that doesn't exist. Um, yeah, I I try my best not to because there's there are a lot of things that just not not to sound racist. And this is going to sound racist because I said it anyway. But <laughs> as an Asian, adjusting to a more Western culture takes longer. I think, especially if you were raised in a more Asian setting. Mm -hmm. um, so I doubt three years is going to really break me of that unless they like pound me over the head with, I don't know what they could, mm -hmm. a cowboy hat, I guess. I don't know. Or a cowbell. Or a cow, more cowbell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eating habits haven't changed though? Um, actually, I've, I've started eating more different varieties like culture-wise, but <laughs> I guess I could have done that anywhere else. <laughs> um, and oddly enough, I don't eat a lot of meat now that I'm in Texas, which is weird. Mm. <laughs> when I was raised in, in Asian culture, I ate tons of meat, and then, which you usually don't, and come to Texas, I'm like, I think I'm going to become a pescatarian pretty soon. <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> Just, yeah. Do you have a favorite thing that you could do in Texas that you haven't been anywhere else? Uh... <laughs> road trip, I guess. Uh, when you drive around my island, it takes about 45 minutes, and you can't really drive all the way around because there's a small canyon there. 
blocking the way. So you have to go one way, and if you're on the other side, it's like, okay, 45 minutes the other way around to get to where you want. Um, and in Texas, it takes hours to drive everywhere because everything's so far away and spaced out. Um, but there are better malls and stuff. I don't know. It's It just seems like a place. I don't know. A big, big, big place. <laughs> Never went to a shooting range yet? No. <laughs> I don't think I could even lift guns with my, you know, man-child arms. Uh, where, Mike, where'd you go? And where are your arms? Shut up. I hate you. You'd be surprised. I don't, we, yeah. When we went down to Texas, we went to one, and we, I, I forget, we, the the guns we were shooting, they weren't that big. We weren't shooting no, they that big bullets. And then there's an Asian family next to us, and the father's teaching his son how to shoot a single <laughs> And I'm like, well, I feel like a jackass. <laughs> Dishonor, you should be using a sword. <laughs> uh... Yeah, it's interesting because like I just turned 21, so all of the people that I knew were like, so what are you going to do? Are you going to buy a gun? I'm like, because that's the first thing I think of <laughs> when I turn 21. I'm going to go out and buy a gun. Everyone and does. And have a few drinks. Yeah, and have a few drinks. And get a tattoo <laughs> on my butt. No. Oddly enough, I didn't do any of that. Uh, goes to show you how much fun I am. <laughs> It's interesting. Texas is interesting, especially with their guns. So, yeah, I, I, I have all these guns. It was kind of weird just going in a lot of places and just on the door yeah. and, and no shirt, no shirt, no shoes, no service. I'm like, no guns. <laughs> <laughs> I was not used to that. There's an interesting law I've, I found out. It was like, you can't, there's, there used to be a law where you can't shoot buffalo from, I think it was like the second or third story of a saloon. Probably a second story of a saloon. <laughs> I don't know. Or someone told, it was something like that. It was something weird. And I thought, but the first story is okay. And if your saloon has three stories, then the third. You know, Sometimes you find okay. yourself in a saloon and there's a buffalo nearby. Huh. That's seems, it seems yeah. very specific. Quite. Very I'm sure it was specific. a problem back in the day. Uh, these times, you know. 200 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> You know, modern day you know, problems yeah. of like, oh man, did you see that buffalo? <laughs> well, we can't go up to the second. You can go to the third or the fourth, not the second. Whatever you do, don't do it on the second. Why? I don't know. <laughs> we forgot the reason long ago. Just, don't it is do forbidden. It. Exactly. It's taboo. You don't question it, okay? Just don't. I don't know. Hawaii has a bunch of, well, their ancient culture has a lot of weird rules to it, so. A lot of them involving death, so I can't talk, really. Very. Right. Secret. Hush-hush rules. Uh, well, I don't remember them. <laughs> no, okay. I'm not Hawaiian, so I didn't really have to listen to them. <laughs> yeah. And I, I... Yeah, culture's, culture's interesting. It's Yeah. Where, depending on where you go, especially, like, back in Hawaii, it's more Asian. Yeah. So when you go into a house first thing you do is take off your shoes. Here, if you take off your shoes, you're kind of being a bit disrespectful, you know, unless you, the person you're going to visit, you know, trusts you and you know them well enough, then they're like, okay, whatever. But if you're going to someone's house and you take off your shoes like that, they're like, 
Why are you showing me your feet? They're, they're like afraid that you're getting a little too comfortable. Yeah, yeah you're not, exactly. You're, you're not spending the week here. Come yeah, there, and <laughs> that, that was something I had to get used to, because when someone would come to my house, they'd put, keep their shoes on. I'm like, the carpet. Yeah. I don't know, like the scene in Azumanga Daioh where it's like, if Dad steps on dog poo, and then comes home, and walks on the carpet with the dog poo on it, and yeah. In fact, one of my friends was surprised by the fact that when, when we told them, yeah, when you take off your shoes, you don't dirty the carpet. And she's like, oh, that's right. <laughs> then you don't have to pay for like vacuuming and shampooing the carpet. I'm like, yeah. You, yeah. I don't know. It seemed pretty obvious to me, but maybe it's different. I don't know. It's interesting. It's just a habit. I mean, I have a, yeah. few, I have a few Korean friends. Every time I walk into a place like shoes, I'm like, ah, and I've already been in the house for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <around>. <laughs> it's like the, uh, you guys seen The Last Samurai? Yeah. Yeah, so like when he's walking into the house with his muddy shoes, the lady's like just scrubbing it. I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> I should probably not do that. But yeah, I don't know. It's not, it's not like in The Simpsons where Homer keeps walking through the rice paper walls <laughs> doors. Yeah, that's... I, I hear those are hard to repair. <laughs> but I assume people who have them, you know, know how to fix them or buy new ones. <laughs> Especially if, you know, people in question get drunk a lot. Like, hey! Maybe this door opens this way! Don't know if they have any of those at Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably find some at, like, Walmart or something. <laughs> You know, and I don't even know what I'm, where I'm going with that. Uh. <laughs> they have everything at Walmart. I think that's how you tie it. That's how you tie it together. Yes. Everything's at Walmart. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad that I thought of it. <laughs> I don't We're just shooting the shit at this point. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. We're just chilling here because I know we got we have this very long line waiting. You know, yeah. To talk to you. A very long very, line. Very some very angry faces. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I, I apologize to my millions of <laughs> fans who are in this room, uh, and by millions I mean one, two, three, four, and then five if you count me. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm so on it. The, the rest of the seats are filled well, up with you my. Her? She didn't even know you were a guest. Really? <laughs> uh, okay, I wrote the press release. I just didn't get a picture. <laughs> I'm kind of required to be. <laughs> yeah, so we count. <laughs> so really, it's not so sad. <laughs> Three people, including my two people. I'll okay. just say this we'll was that. your Q and A. I mean, we publicized that one. On yeah. Schedule. Oh man. We'll I, see, see I'm afraid to go to my Q and A now to see who's going to show up. Okay, now I have to show oh. up. No, I'm so. No. Doesn't matter if I wear my badge. No one. I've 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 been to these things before, and people have been like, "So where's Mike?" And they're asking me. I'm like, "Are you, are you joking?" <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's I don't expect people to know who I am. I do expect the people running the convention, because you know they have responsibility. I guess I went to a con, and the con chair was like, "So where's Micah?" And I'm standing right in front of her, and I'm thinking, "Uh." Do I raise my hand? Do I say, 
I might go, how do I do this without sounding like a bleep, you know? Like, <laughs> Excuse me, I am like a silk And, yeah, I don't know. I did have a, an experience where this little girl came up to security I was talking to, and uh, she's like, excuse me, where's, do you know where Mike Asosat's panel is? And I'm just like, so I told her where it was, and I felt kind of bad, because I was like, maybe I should have said something, eh, eh, whatever. Um, yeah, but I can, I can blend in, you know? <laughs> I don't have to worry about being the type of voice actor that has like five bajillion security dudes around them and girls glomping them constantly. More people are just like, oh. You weren't here for this because uh, we were in New York for Comic Con and they were doing the fairy tale. Uh -huh. And me and another one of our guys on the podcast, we, we were around, outside where the panel was because we were thinking, oh, maybe we'll just go and you know maybe we'll stand in the back and watch this. And we couldn't even get in because it was crowded. And then they're, they're bringing all the voice actors in and just one girl just fucks everything up and just yells, is that Todd? <laughs> Screams <laughs> oh. everywhere around me. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell just happened? He tried to just sign one autograph and then security was just like, go. Yeah. <laughs> <in> that room. <laughs> that's, especially that place, that's not a good yeah. place to you no. know, get caught right outside of a, a panel room because you'll never get in. Mm -mm. Yeah. See, I'm lucky, I, I blend in and... And I'm, I'm small, so I hide behind my tall liaison. Ooh. Shut up. <laughs> Your opinion doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, it. I'm, I watch. Now it's going to become a problem. It's one of those things where now that I've said it, that it's not a problem. It's going to easily become a problem. Do a few shojos, and then it'll be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of the One Piece Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash onepiece for your free 14-day trial and free audiobook. Today I'm going to recommend uh, something a little bit different. It's a sci-fi book that came out last month. It's called, uh, and by last month I mean last year, uh, it's called 100% Lunar Boy. It's about these people who live on the moon who have... They're able to see a fourth primary color, and not only that, the iris of their eyes also consists of that fourth primary color. And obviously, the pri there's no such thing as a fourth primary color. So when if someone is to actually look at the iris of their eyes, they go absolutely crazy and insane and then can no longer sort of think of the world in the same way again and kind of go nuts from it. Um, it's about this one character who shows his eyes to an earth girl and then kind of all hell breaks loose. It's very interesting, kind of a cyberpunk book, um, pretty different. If nothing else, you can call it different. Um, definitely worth at least checking out. You really don't see many books like this nowadays, so it's kind of cool. Um, the author of that is uh, Stephen Tunney. That's Stephen with a PH, so Stephen, Stephen, Stephen Tunney. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and check that out. Remember to go to www.audiblepodcast.com slash one piece for your 14-day free trial and audiobook. And now, back to your educational program. I've got a question, if you don't mind me butting in. Go for it. Michael, you keep calling yourself a diva. Can you tell me about some of your diva behavior? Oh, I... At, at a, the last con I was at, um, it's an alter ego that appeared out of nowhere. Um, <coughs> I've been going to my therapist, 
Okay, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just I I act like that just for kicks. Um, <laughs> I yell at like at that con. The con chair and I just started yelling at each other over the stupidest thing. Like, where where are my M Ms and you know, why are there W's in them? Told you, I just want the M's, you know? <laughs> M is for Micah. What's the what am I gonna use with the W? Wyka? No, that doesn't work. So, yeah, and I hope no one thought I was serious because, <laughs> you know, sarcasm is something that really doesn't oh, right. fly with everyone. So I'm sure some little girl's crying, being like, he was being so mean. <laughs> he was yelling about M&M's. <laughs> I hate him. Actually, one, I remember my girlfriend told me there's this someone who got really upset at me because I was being racist. Uh, apparently, there was like a, a Facebook group that was like uh, against Caucasians uh, cosplaying, you know? Yeah, I saw and, that. And I was, I posted and I said, I said something really sarcastic about mm -hmm. it. But she thought I was endorsing it because I'm Asian. And she's like, I can't be friends with this. I removed him. I was recommended you. And it was like posted on like, I think it was Tumblr, so it got reposted and reposted. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. Uh, I, I don't like that at all. Yeah, um, sarcasm in the internet does not work. Yeah, and it wasn't even that like cryptic. Like you could mm -hmm. really, you had to like search, look right into the sentence and be like, it could be taken this way, I think. But <laughs> it was really snarky, if anything. But. Yeah, someone took it seriously, and I, I felt really bad because it's like, oh, uh, no, no one could have taken that. I, I remember that yeah. that group was posted, and I, I read that whole description, and I think just there was like just one word, like there was just one phrase. I think I don't know what it was. It was like, oh, it was like Caucasian fans, just whatever it was, it was said like eighty times in these two paragraphs. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you should just play a drinking game. Yeah. You get drunk off your ass reading this. Oh my no, don't play it because you'll get alcohol poisoning <laughs> at the end of it. I think it was it was just trolling. I think if people seriously think like that. Yeah. Oh, there are all types. Well, it was funny because they, they took two pictures of the same character cosplayed by two different people, mm -hmm. right? Right. Yeah. And they had the Asian one and then the Caucasian one. And it's like, well, you're forgetting the fact that uh, picture A, the Asian one, has been shopped to death, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of cleanup. This one was taken with a, a Canon, eight megapixel. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's going to look different, you know? So, yeah. I mean, you don't, it's it's Japan. They don't show you the bad ones. And then again, like the, the people that make this crap, they're the same people that are saying, I don't like this dub because this dub does not have the Japanese word for, for friend. And, and they- <laughs> My, my like, tomodachi. <laughs> They leave it. They translate it as friend and teammate, and that doesn't. It's like, oh, the the, the worst off. one lately, since you know we're the One Piece podcast. Yeah. Nakama, my God, mm. we could. That's a drinking someone game had, right there. We had a panel, and someone was like saying, "I don't like the the I don't like the subtitles because they they translate terms." I'm like, that's what they should do. Yeah. It's the English yeah. version. It's an English translation. <laughs> See if the, if what. That person says it's true. Whenever I make Japanese jokes, like about the language, using Japanese words, they should get it. But usually, when I make a joke like that, it goes over everyone's head. I'm like, 
Okay, now I feel like I'm the nerdy one making, you know, a, a reference to something that was in the Japanese that you guys haven't seen. Okay. Role reversal! Why not, you know? But yeah, it's, it's interesting. People yeah. hate for the, the strangest reasons, you know? Yeah. Just because it's licensed, it apparently means it, it sucks. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, it means that you can get it legally and cheaper here. Yay! <laughs> You know? I remember Tatum was telling us a story about Black Butler. He got an email about someone that's like, "It's like, I don't, I don't like you as Sebastian. I don't like Brina as whoever. I think you guys, should, you guys should be recasted. You're all terrible." And Tatum decides to just respond back to him. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, and all this stuff, and say we can't really recast because it costs a lot of money. And then she kind of responded back. She's like, "Oh, okay. I, I, I see where you're getting at." But. Is there anything you could do about recasting? <laughs> yeah. She did that to make her feel bad, and she did, but then she was still kind of... Yeah. <laughs> still didn't get through to her. People like, don't really understand that, you know, this is a business. Mm -hmm. You know, right. just wanna, they, maybe they think we go in and, you know, record in front of our computers and, and do it like that. But and it's, it's complicated. We have to, in some cases, uh, really fight with the Japanese to, to get things... Well, not really fight, but really get into these heated discussions about you know, terms and stuff. And there's a lot of legal issues. Right. You know? If the Japanese doesn't like it a certain way, we have to change it. Um, and that's something that a lot of people think that we make up. We use that excuse to get out of those sorts of questions. Like, no, trust me. I don't like having to come back and re-record what I've said using just one different word when I barely remember the context it was used in, you know? Right. Um, mm -hmm. That happened a couple times in Soul Eater where we had to re-record specific names that popped up, and if it was a name that popped up a lot, we'd have a lot of retakes and redos that we had to complete. But you know, we try our best, and if fans, we can't, you can't please everyone. No. I mean, this is this is entertainment. You can't mm -hmm. please everyone, and if you do, then tell us. We'll buy the secret off of you. I think the best is when it ever it's like you know, this is what Japan's telling. This is how it should be pronounced, or whatever, mm -hmm. and people are like, no, that's incorrect. It should be, like, such and such. And, like, they totally exaggerate the Japanese yeah. accents. Like, you know. Well, it's, it's, it's hard, you know. A lot of times you don't know where to draw the line because sometimes things sound silly when you try to sound it or pronounce it in the Japanese when you're speaking English, you know. Or depending on the context, using an American accent on a traditional-looking show sounds weird. It's, it's, it's touchy, it's hard, you can't please everyone. You know, some people prefer that, some people don't. Like, I remember when Azumanga Dial came out and they said Chio-chan in the dub, people were, were actually mad, saying, why did you say that? It's weird having Japanese in there. But I'm sure if they didn't, other it, people would be like, why yeah. didn't you call her Chio-chan? That's her name. I'm upset and I'm going to <laughs> post angry things on the internet. You can't win. Never. No, no, you can't. I think the best was when we you showed me we got a question and it's like, the person like wrote like oh, Luffy's God. name as Rufy, and it's like yes, it's <laughs> because uh, that's, how, that's wait, how it actually is in Japan. Yeah, I'm there's sure. no else in yeah. Japan. It's ours, and I'm like I don't even think there was a <laughs> question. It just like that person wanted to say that. It was a statement. The <laughs> and they're like, and we have a correspondent living in Japan, and it's like you have a correspondent living in Nippon. That's how it's like. That's what the Japanese call it. I don't know why they call it Japan, and that's my question. Why do Americans call Nippon Japan? And I'm like. Because we do what we want. Um, God, that started with like China or something. It, like it was, 
Uh, actually, I, I don't, I don't remember. Didn't we like that. look up the person's account and they're from Texas or something? <laughs> <laughs> they're not even yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I remember someone got angry because we didn't call Soul Eater Soru Ita, oh. <laughs> Rocky Sita. You know that kind of thing. I'm like, life yeah. goes on. Life goes on. You know, you can't call the Japanese correct on that one technically because that's not how you say things in English. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, it's, but things like that are tricky. I remember mm -hmm. during Spice and Wolf, it's like, is it Horo or Holo? And, you know, directors sometimes get really freaked out about that because they're just like, I want to make a decision where it won't be piss, pissing everybody off. But, right. you know, you try to make the best decision and within the context of the show. But, you know, there are liberties. The best is when there's, like, the gender where you can never tell what gender a character is. And <laughs> when people in Japanese, when they talk, it, it's not addressing as someone as a he or a yeah, she. Yeah, they have specific words yeah. for gender-neutral things, and we don't have that. Or, like... Yeah, like Krona and Soul Eater. Yeah, that was We had, I mean, calling her... A lot of people said, why don't you just call her in, or call Krona yeah. an it? I'm like, would you like to be called an it? <laughs> it sounds kind of degrading for just you know, a person, but yeah. uh, even things like, n things for I, Japanese have like a bajillion different words for me or I, you know, yeah. depending on who you are, what background you are, what gender you are, and how do you translate that? The proper way. In, the... in, in English, you know, especially if it's a specific way the character speaks, like if a samurai character comes in and starts speaking in his form of, you know, speaking, it's, how do you translate that? We don't have a samurai way of talking in English, so you have to do the best with what you got. But mm -hmm. hey, what you gonna do? Haters gonna hate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're an artist too. The Apparently, yeah. That's what they tell me. <laughs> it says so on my Wikipedia page, so it must be true. It's just it's, you know, you're just like a hobbyist. Um, I do it. It's become my job now. I didn't want to, but you know, when you're not paying the bills, it's like ah, okay, I'm gonna. I can't get a job. Getting a job is very difficult right now. Um, because of you know, hiring. So uh, either I'm going to make my own money or I'm just going to sit here. I can draw. Do people, do people buy my art? Let's, let's, let's test and see. And people actually did. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, well, let's keep doing this for now until work picks up. Mm -hmm. So you're just, you're just doing like commission sketches? And Commissions. All uh, I just picked up a project for a visual novel. I'm doing some CGs in there. I'm really excited oh, about cool. it. But um, yeah, I'm, right now I figured... I'm gonna go into web comics and start creating my own characters, and then I can yeah. sell prints and books and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it, it's fun. Uh, mm -hmm. It's one of those things where, as a high schooler, you think, "Man, this will be so cool to do," and then later on, you forget about it, and you go back and do it again. You're like, "Oh, right, I wanted to do this. This was this is fun, exciting. Get to uh, create comics and do a lot of research, and you know, pretend you're doing research by buying more comics." Mm -hmm. Uh, my wallet's a lot lighter than it should be. I've been buying a lot of, been trying to get it back into like yeah. comic books, Western comic books in general. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's that, that, that's where I spent college. I I, <laughs> I went to art school, uh, <laughs> so I'm trying I'm trying to be a I'm a freelance cartoonist right now. Nice. I'd rather just call myself unemployed. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. yeah. But um, that's yeah, a nice way of saying you're poor. Yeah, <laughs> it is. 
like, because when you say, like, oh, I'm a cartoonist, it's like, oh, what do you do? It's like, nothing. <laughs> uh, until someone hires me, yeah. nothing. Would you like to hire me? I need to eat. <laughs> yeah. No, but web comics, yeah, that's, they say pretty much you have to have a web presence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That that leads to throwing your characters on t-shirts, that leads to books being printed, and yeah, that takes that. off. But it's a stuff. long, hard road. It is. Long and hard. I shouldn't have said that. Tough road. It's long and tough. It's difficult. <laughs> there we go. Forget the long. Yeah. <coughs> uh, uh, something got stuck in my throat. <laughs> Yeah. Michael Solisod, nice guy or racist? <laughs> I'd go with racist. Eva. Um, I think that's accurate. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that's going to show up on my Wikipedia page. We're going to splice all this audio together. We're just going to rearrange it so that. No, I get it. No, that happens enough. I'm not a racist because I'm racist. Yeah, that happens enough at Funimation, okay? I don't need to hear myself say things that I would never say in my life. Uh, yeah, that just happened the other day, too. I'm like, oh. Can you give an example? Or The line was like, so you're a masochist? Uh, what a stand-up guy. Turned into, I kissed the guy. <laughs> yeah, um, things like that. Uh, just like I, what? <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> We're supposed to be working. <laughs> You're supposed to be professional. I'm a director. You're the actor. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> yes. As long as you're getting paid. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have a lot of fun. Really. We do, but there are times where you're just bashing your head, um, mm -hmm. either because the line is frustrating you or the character is right. frustrating you. Um, I felt bad. My first character in it was a show called Blast Rider, and I was such a noob. It was. When I look back on it, it just pains me. Um, I lost my voice during that recording thing, and it was just, it was frustrating, completely frustrating. But you think about it later, and you think, oh, well, I guess I could have handled that better, perhaps. <laughs> but yeah, it, for the most part, it's like a really awesome job to have. I don't really think of it as a job, because then that would mean like I have to think of myself as a voice actor, you know, like I'm important or something. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just it's really cool to be a part of as a creator, you know, yeah. being able to be a part of the creative process that you also enjoy, you know, watching is like you get to be a part of the whole circle instead of just half of it. If that makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> no, just you're not trying to be conceited about it. Hmm. Not yeah. good, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't like. <laughs> but then that. that's the, the diva. <laughs> yeah, that's the. Then we can just throw the racist on top of that. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Let's not do that this con. <laughs> I, I, I tell everyone, Diva Micah died on his way back from that convention, so it's not going to happen again, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen again. <laughs> He's lurking. He's like my, uh, was it Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Uh, it's just uh, Micah and racist Diva. I feel like you just you have to get to know people a little bit well before you can judge whether or not you can be sarcastic. Or you have to be good at sarcasm. Yeah, really good. Because if you just deadpan everything, but you're a deadpan person, mm -hmm. You're gonna sound serious. <laughs> oh, the, it's fun though. <laughs> it is fun. But no, there are some people where you could be super sarcastic and it just will. No. Yeah, There's no. Nobody. One won't. of. I think Brina posted a picture once and my girlfriend responded in sarcasm. 
and this guy ripped into her and said, you know, you're a bleep, how dare you, you know, talk about Brina that way and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I'm joking, you know, it's a joke. It was sarcasm. I'm, and it's like, no, sarcasm is when I say, oh, that was really good. No, just kidding. You don't know how to use sarcasm. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God, what is this guy's really angry. <laughs> was it just, was it like a fan? I don't know. She told me about it, and I was just like, oh, I'd kick him. Kind of um, sounds like a fan. It's like, how dare you speak of her probably, like that? Probably. I probably was. But she is so sweet. She is kind. And yeah. Like, oh, I, you, I guess you never really met her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you know that Brina is? No. <laughs> I really like Brina. No, she's great. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She made cookies. Yeah. Mm, yes. That was true. I was so afraid. Like, the first time I met her, I was like, do this is going to be awkward i know it's going to be awkward but then we we spent the entire flight talking about doctor who and then you know it was like wow did we really go for that many hours without having to resort to let's uh, check the time put on the um, mp3 player and be like in awkward silence galore we really were talking for that long <laughs> sweet that's awesome so, who's your favorite doctor? Uh, don't do this to me. <laughs> okay, the simple answer, it's one that I like because my girlfriend uses it a lot. Uh, whoever I'm watching at the time is my favorite, usually, because I'll be watching Tenant and think, oh, wow, he's really good. Then I'll watch the next season. Hey, Smith is really good, too. <laughs> hey, Tom Baker. You know, the first one was good. You know what? Oh, <laughs> I like the doctor in general. I think... There's only one doctor that I didn't really care for, but yeah, what you gonna do? Was that McCoy? No, I actually like McCoy. I, I wasn't a big fan of uh, Colin Baker. Hmm. I think that's the same. Because I know a lot of people read McCoy, but I hear that's more because the script. It was the script. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't look at that. Whenever they criticize something, it's like you can't really. And this is they for look things. For a face. Yeah, this is yeah. for things I in general. Like with dubs, if. You don't like a dub. They're going to blame the actor. They're not yeah. going to blame like the director. The director for yeah. casting. <laughs> yeah. The director. But I mean, like, I didn't like any of this person's episodes. Well, maybe it's because the script was bad. But they yeah. really did a good job. It's, if you look at a person's resume and you see, mm -hmm. wow, this guy's been in a bunch of things, and that one thing that he did sucked, you know, he's not a bad actor. Maybe it was just the material he was giving. Right. Perhaps, you know. You see a lot of terrible B-movies with A-list actors in there, and you're okay. thinking, God, he's not even trying, is he? That's because they know. They know mm -hmm. it sucks, but they're, they're, they're getting paid. I love it when there's a B-movie with A-list actors where they just have fun with it, like shoot em up yeah, which had, like, Paul true. Giamatti in it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Either you can take it, you know, I'm just going to have a blast with this no matter what, right. or screw it, I'm getting paid. Just kill me now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, a lot of fans don't really take into consideration this is a production. Right. There are many layers, and most of the people who are responsible for all of this, no one knows about. You know, mm -hmm. Voice actors are the ones who get all the attention, but what about the ADR engineers who make us sound good? You know, We take <laughs> out all the spitty sounds that we make and burps. And then Have you seen how fast some of those guys are on the keyboards? Oh, they yeah. are ridiculous. Right. Record that again. Like, I can only dream of being able to do all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's like... Point and click. Point and click. <laughs> right click, save as. I don't even and think on, he was. And they're on Macs too, so it's yeah. like. Fuck, <laughs> I don't even learn. think he was using a mouse. I think he was no, just he, doing everything with the keyboard. I forgot the name of the engineer because we we saw them. 
we came in, we were watching Mike uh, direct a little, like the last episodes of Brotherhood. Oh, yeah, yeah. And oh, he's good. I forget the guy. He, he's like the engineer they always, he always gets. Yeah, I... President, I, I but that guy was a beast on that. Beast. Yes. Our, our engineers are amazing people. Um, the guy who I was working with on Birdie and Subasa, um, he was really cool because he produces his own music. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times he'll pop in and create this track out of nowhere. He, he'd record it himself, <laughs> go in, and then come back and edit it. And it's like, dude, you're like a machine, man. <laughs> I can only dream of being able to record myself that well, you know? But yeah, it's, it's oh. also really cool to see that engineers become directors, you know? A lot of them kind of just rose up the ranks, and so when the engineer's not there, I remember I auditioned for, for Zach, and he used to be an engineer. So one day, I went in, and uh, his engineer, his usual engineer wasn't there, and he was doing the computer things and directing me at the same time. I'm like, dude, this is really cool to see you, like, use all the cool things you can do. You're telling me how to act, and you're doing all the computer things, and you also do voice acting yourself. Can I have some of your talent? <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyone else? Anyone else? <laughs> we are now down to four people because my liaison got sick of hearing me. Yeah, he said he was just fed up with the conversation. I get that a lot. I don't know why. It must be a thing. <laughs> All right, now I check for the time. And then I put on my headphones. And <laughs> it's about 205. How much longer we got anyway? Um, you got five more minutes. Five more minutes? <laughs> we could just want to rock, paper, scissor it? <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like talking about me. <laughs> talk about something else. Cool. Yeah, uh, something else. How are things with you guys? What are you guys up to? Uh, well, I don't know. We This con, I think this is... Our third time coming to this con. Second time for me. Second time for you. So kind of like we're used to coming here, and uh, Tatum's here too, and you know we're really cool with him and Joshua, so we want to see them too. Nice. We're saying, oh, we got like a panel. That's really it. Yeah. Typical con stuff. Doing interviews for like the only ones. And then dealing with the subway. Oh, God. Mm. We waited on an hour at a station for a train. Wow. Yesterday. We're, we're from New York, so we're fucking spoiled. <laughs> a, a train comes, and if like a train's backed up, that's because another yeah. train is like on its ass trying to get to the station too. It's and like trains will run at three a.m. Yeah, here it's like you better get on a train before twelve, or you're you're fucked. Yeah, last wow. train <laughs> is at twelve on weekdays and two on like the weekends or something ridiculous. That's why because we were we were getting our our metro fare cards, and we just hear all of a sudden we just hear like this. War cry of just <laughs> drunk girls and guys, and I'm like it's a little early for this. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just they realize like, oh, we better go on the train before we miss out. So like all of them just get on the same train and just all wow. go to hockey games. It's, it's a different town. It's a different town. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, you guys come to or travel to cons or do a lot of cons. We're starting to do that a lot, but like. Uh, Two of our the the hosts of this podcast actually, they're they're they both go to law school. Uh, one of them goes around here, the other goes to New York. So they're they're a little more busy, so they can't hit up as many cons. But they're going to be here. Why not? That's not an excuse. Law school. So, Who needs that? Yeah, right. When you're anime. Anime, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just work. That's yeah. what I do. So. But 
But like I, I go to cons too. Like yeah. some, sometimes I do artist alley and all that stuff. Nice. Kind of make a, kind of make a living. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about doing that. Like start doing a table, but Maybe. at the same time, I don't want to seem like I'm copying Sunny. Mm-hmm. You know, Sunny. Oh no, yeah, because Sunny yeah. does. Yeah. But I figure at. Just do it at the cons he's thing. not at. <laughs> <laughs> it just works. Yeah. Well, I mean, the cool thing is we got to collab on a comic at the last oh. con I was at. Oh yeah. Uh, me, Sunny, and Scott Freeman. Oh. All collabed on a comic for the charity piece. So Sunny did the first panel, I did the third, uh, second one, and Scott did the third, mm-hmm. and we were able to raise a decent amount of money for one page. So the the joke about that is that hey, come next year, you'll find out what happens on the second page. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's going to be an ongoing story. Apparently, both of them died, and it wasn't even my fault. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Um, but yeah, I I definitely like to start hitting up the artist alley. Mm-hmm. Just don't know how yet. Dealers room, it's like too, because a lot, a lot of artists that can afford it, they just do the dealers room. That's all. Like, oh, I'm, I made it to the big leagues. I'm uh, in the dealers room hall. And then the staff, like, are you selling anything other than your drawings? No, you have to go in artist alley. Mm-hmm. Some some cons are really strict about that. Yeah. yeah. My girlfriend sells games, um, like visual novels. So a oh, lot yeah. of it is art based, but it's not her art. Uh-huh. So it's like, so this, I can't really sell this in artist alley. But dealers room only accepts big products, you know, in mass quantities, and mm-hmm. you're a solo studio. You don't really fit here either. It's like have a room between the two. Yeah, <laughs> artist room, dealers alley. No, no. Yeah. No, she does. She she does visual graphic novels. That like like kind of like games and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like the choose your own adventure kind oh, of okay. games. Uh, like, like like Ace Attorney or something. Yeah, exactly. Ace Attorney or Air. Dare I say Snatcher? I don't even yeah. think she does. Or you know, Professor Layton. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. What what's the? Do you have like a site or anything? Like yeah. That? I'm um, curious. Sake Visual. Sake Visual. Yeah. Uh, it, it was supposed to mean salmon, sake as in salmon, but everyone's just like, oh, you mean like the alcoholic beverage? <laughs> Just like my favorite yes. Japanese anime. Like, <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yes, exactly. Um, Why did they say alcohol and not sake? <laughs> because because you have to match the mouth flap. And, you know, if Japanese don't pay attention to mouth flap. <laughs> That's another thing. It's like that line is in English. Why did they change it? Because oh, it didn't fit. <laughs> oh, it pisses me off sometimes because, you know, sometimes animation, you know, I understand budget. As right. an artist, I understand what it's like to be on a deadline. But when we have to dub it, then the understanding starts leaving, where you have one huge mouth flap for like five words, and you're like, I can't just go, oh, you know, for two seconds. That's stupid. Okay, what do we do? Exactly. Thank you for catching that. (laughs) Yeah. The best is because, like, they animate it there, like, after the recording. And they're also less strict about mouth flaps, you know? Uh Someone can have their mouth closed and still make a eh sound. And everyone's okay with it. And they're like, this is perfect because it's in the original Japanese. <laughs> and as soon as we do something different, when we go, mm-hmm. it's like, but he goes, eh, in the original. Why are you doing that? Just it's trying to like, make you it's happy. It's kind of like the Japanese, the way they say, like, okay or yeah or uh-huh. It just goes, mm. uh. <laughs> Yeah. It's like you can't do that in the English version mm. because it's totally different. Yeah, I mean, you can try by going, mm, or it's it's really weird when they say things Mm-mm. specifically in Japanese. Like, you know, after you finish a meal or start a meal, you say something. It's like, how should we translate this? Thank you for the meal? Or it, it, uh, That's a lot of 
that's another thing people don't understand. Americanization. And Americanization, you can't have a good translation if it's not Americanized because then it's not going to the yeah. audience that's listening to it. See, a lot of times, you know, people go for literal translation. But yeah. uh, one thing that Funimation I've noticed is that we want to stay true to the original, but we want to make it so that it flows good in English. I mean, when you're reading translation versus reading uh, an adaptation, you know, there's just a certain flow. Right. And if you're trying to match the flaps with the direct translation, it's like, then that's when you get really slow speaking, like, so that's what he meant. I get it. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It's 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 different for people. Different people. Some people really like direct direct translations. If you get, you know, it's it's instead of saying big, you say greater. Then you're wrong because fan subs said big. <clears throat> what? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't hear a thing. Everywhere. Yeah. But I think it's funny because like you have a show like Shin Chan and everybody loves that dub and it's like that's not even close. Well, it's nowhere God damn it! As soon as you dub a show that has all these pretty girls and pretty guys with swords and you don't you don't have the Japanese honorifics that will fucking kill you. Yeah. But Shin Chan? Nah. Shin Chan, Sergeant Frog. No. We'll make Dark Knight references if we want. <laughs> as long as we can match them up. Exactly. I mean, and that's one of those things where. I mean, what are you going to do? If you take right. a Japanese show that's literally seeped with Japanese humor, if you tell that joke, that same exact joke in translation, no one's going to get it. Like, right. I remember the, the show we're working on now. They have, like, tons of Japanese jokes and puns, and then the characters react to it. Like, this one girl said something in Japanese, and it was a pun, and she was, afterwards she's like, ugh, that was terrible. But that makes no sense, mm -hmm. you know. Part of it is in their language. Yeah. You can't translate it and be like, "Oh, you said eight instead of nine. I get it. That was clever." What? <laughs> like I remember watching the uh, one of the Detective Conan movies, and yes. they had things in kanji, and oh, in God. English they translated it differently to match, you know, just numbers in general. And it's like, and people were raging, like, "What did you do?" What do you mean he has seven oh. sons? That doesn't make sense. It's like, yeah, but if you said Nana or anything like that, that, that would make yeah, sense. Yeah, wasn't something either. like the characters and the, their Japanese names, they had numbers, like the, yeah. the yeah. Japanese words for numbers in their yeah. names. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. But that's a can of worms, also, that series in general. Yeah. I was probably the final straw with Detective Conan. It was like, oh my God, some these of DVDs it's are not selling, now I gotta translate this shit. Yeah, yeah. some no, of it's also no impossible no to translate, because like a lot of that is like text-based and visual-based, yeah, and, and you need like a bunch of notes. We like, have to westernize it for some reason. I heard that that's what the Japanese company wanted. Wanted what? to appeal like to oh. kids, but it's it's got murder in it. Yeah. <laughs> Actual murder, like it's strangling. It's the right murder here. <laughs> not Scooby-Doo, kind of like, oh, he wasn't killed. He faked his death and became the Wax Phantom. <laughs> no, no, he's, no, no, he, he, no, he he got killed by having hot wax poured on him, and then the guy beheaded him, so yeah. no one <laughs> recognized his face. Just a little. This bit. Saturday morning. <laughs> Watch it on. It's yeah. Uh, well, it was like in the morning, like three a.m. in the morning. No, well, it used to be like at twelve thirty, and then it was like at five thirty. Because they were like, oh, we can't show this on. <laughs> I think it's also because people didn't like it, but I don't like the art style. I don't like that it's cartoony and it's not like Cowboy Bebop. 
Yeah, it's, it's a oh, shame too because it was it was actually quite yeah, interesting. Like, I don't understand how it could go on for six hundred episodes and so. still keep going. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. I think the creator just wanted to be like, let's. I want to do a detective series, but let me have this overall arching story. Yeah, where it's kind of like, okay, so we have the. This is the problem, and eventually he'll figure it out whenever I want to end this series. But yeah. I can make it go on as long as I want, just like the guy who does Kochikame. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. But, I mean, it's one of those things where you realize, well, once you're serialized, you don't want to say goodbye to your the thing you worked so hard yeah. to get serialized. And so if, you're gonna, if you can draw it out, you will, because it's work. Mm -hmm. And then once you're done, that it means is. you have to try all over again from, from the bottom. The, the Japanese industry, when it comes to comics and all that stuff, like, if you have a hit, it's a hit. Yeah, and the, the publishers know that. They're mm -hmm. like, they're going to keep it going and yeah, stuff. Right. But that's why a lot of times when an artist tries a second series or something like that, it doesn't necessarily right. take off. Because mm -hmm. it's like, well, you poured so much into that first one, what else do you have left, you know? Mm. Oh, uh, hey, look, it's another kid with magic powers. Yeah. That's all I know how to do. I spent <laughs> eight years doing that. But, yeah. I just keep thinking of Kochikami, that's like 140 volumes, volumes like something, but yeah. Cool. All right, that's it, goodbye. No, but we got to wrap up. All right. Well, thank you very much for talking with us. Uh, thank you guys for being here. <laughs> it would be a very lonely uh, press conference with just, you know, me <laughs> talking to myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Should have done that anyway. Like apples to apples. <laughs> yeah, apples to apples, anime style. Oh, God, that would be pretty fun. I, I, I could have gone to one, but I forgot. I think I was in a panel at the same time, so I didn't get to play. <laughs> and then they took away the cards. <laughs> I was sad. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you. you. And like the Roman Empire before it, the interview has come to a close. But as its time ends, we are reminded of a third hope for humanity. A hope that will show itself next Friday in the form of Episode 3 of the Interview Junior Saga. But even before that, we of course have our regular episode, this coming Sunday, where we will cover the latest episode of the One Piece manga and anime. You can contact us at onepiecepodcast at gmail.com, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube.com slash onepiecepodcast. We also have a second YouTube channel at YouTube.com YouTube slash OPP episodes, where we post full episodes of the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. We also have a phone number, 347-497-MAJI. That's 347 497-6254. Call anytime. And remember, we are Maji.